the University of Essex podcast, your non-stop shop to learn about our research, hear genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered. Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Katie and I work for the University of Essex outreach team, helping to deliver activities and events to support students and guide them on their higher education journeys. The outreach team believe that all students, regardless of their background, education or where they come from, should have an equal opportunity to discover whether higher education could be part of their future. Our podcast is designed to give listeners an insight into university life, including the journey before, during and after, dispel some of the myths out there and also motivate and excite you to achieve your potential. If you'd like to know more or have any questions, please contact us by emailing outreach at essex.ac.uk. Ever wanted to experience studying and living abroad? Or do you already speak a second language and intend to work abroad one day? Or perhaps the career you desire requires experience within a different culture? Many university courses offer students the opportunity to take a year abroad to embark on some amazing adventures, meet new people and potentially learn in another language, although lots of study abroad courses are delivered in English too. Going to university will provide you with the opportunity to travel and if it is something you haven't tried before or are really interested in doing, then you'll be pleased to know that in today's episode we are joined by Fari, who has completed a year abroad in Spain as part of her studies at the University of Essex and now she currently works at the university as well and she'll be telling us all about her experience in this episode. So Fari, welcome. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about the course you studied and also your, your current role here. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, so I was a student at the University of Essex from September 2015 and I graduated in 2019. Um, I studied international relations and modern languages. Um, so I was studying Portuguese and Spanish as part of my course. And then I did Mandarin Chinese as the languages for all option. Um, and then I graduated, um, moved to China for a bit. And now I'm back at the University of Essex as a student recruitment and marketing assistant. Wowee. So um, there already I have lots of questions for you because that is a lot of languages. Um, was that something you studied at um, college or sixth form? Um, yeah, I've always been a bit of a language nerd. Um, so I was born in Zimbabwe, uh, which means my first language is Shona. Um, so obviously when we moved to England, I kind of had to by force learn English. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where my languages started. And then in like year six, I just came home from school one day and my parents were like, we're moving to Spain. Um, not really up to you. Um, and then the area of Spain we lived in, there was no English schools or anything. So then I had to learn Spanish. Um, and so, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to keep learning languages and so I took it I did it the GCSE the A-level with Spanish and then university um, continue Spanish and then I thought let's learn some more languages and so I just threw a couple more in there. That's incredible and I think um, correct me if I'm wrong but when you already know a language it's easier to pick up other languages. Yes definitely I think you pick up um transferable skills so because you're used to having to conjugate stuff or keep an eye open for grammar and stuff that will come more naturally if you've had to learn it mm-hmm. as opposed to with your first language you kind of speak it as a reflex and you don't really think about all the grammar instructions and stuff but once you've had to learn it once it's easier to learn it another time wow 
Um, so when you went to a college or a sixth form, did you know then what you wanted to do at university? What was sort of going through your mind at that time? I had no idea. I can tell you that very <laughs> confidently. I originally wanted to study law um, and then I did um, this experience called Pathways to Law, um, which is really great if you can get your hands on that. Um, so that was year 12 and 13, which just gives you a bit of experience on being a lawyer and they um, organised placements for us. So we did, I did one week in a solicitor's office, one week was a barrister um, and discovered law was not for me um it just wasn't my calling and I just had absolutely no idea what else I wanted to do and so my dad kind of went on a research binge and he found international relations um so that's how I ended up doing my course um and I absolutely loved it in my personal opinion the best degree in the world oh did you know at that time that you had the opportunity to do a year abroad as well uh yeah that was something that I looked out for in anything that I studied because I, I just wanted Okay, so you already knew that before even sort of thinking about university. Yep, I want to be in another country. And partly because of your previous experience as well, you probably had a bit more confidence knowing what what it could potentially be like. Oh, cool. No, um, that's fantastic. Um, For our listeners, perhaps who haven't sort of or aren't aware of what a year abroad is, would you mind just sort of outlining what it is, what sort of opportunities you can get from it? Um, but we will talk in a bit more detail about your specific experience in just a moment. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, if you come to the University of Essex, for example, you have the option to do either a full year or you can just do a term or a semester so you don't have to feel like you're under pressure to go for a whole year. Um, but you'll essentially go to one of our countries. Essex has connections with over 70 countries, oh. uh, over 300 different institutions. Um, and you can either that most students do end up studying so it will be um, I mean you have quite a lot of flexibility in terms of the modules that you choose um, then you just essentially will be going to university in a different country or some people do choose to work so I have a friend of mine who went with um, the British Council um, as an English teacher so that's also an option you have as well um, but it depends on the course that you're studying mm. Oh cool and when do you do that year abroad in your sort of timeline of university? So you do two years of study then you'd go on a year abroad and then you come, come back, back for final year yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for that, Barry. So let's talk a little bit more about your experience then. So in the process of university, um, you applied for your three-year course with the year abroad as well. Um, and was it at that point then when you applied that you had to decide where you wanted to go? Or was that something you decided later on when you were beginning your studies? So because I was doing languages, the um, requirement for me was I had to go to a country that spoke my language and because Spanish was my main one, it had to be a Spanish-speaking country. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not studying languages, then you have a lot more flexibility, of course. You don't have the restriction. Um, but we didn't really have to decide until, I think, when did we start applying? Beginning of second year. Um, so okay. that was when we started looking because I just knew I was going somewhere that spoke Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah. Know okay, and what about students that aren't sure about where they're going to study? Do you know much about that, what, what that process is? Um, I think it's the same for everybody in the sense that you would start doing your application in second year. So they obviously encourage you to start thinking about it in first year. Mm-hmm. Um, Essex Abroad has a lot of information about the different places available. Um, and the Essex Abroad staff is great. They're always on deck if you need um, any advice, if you want um, kind of experience what it's going to be like and you just want some informa- more information, they're more than happy to give you more of a background knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the tools that you have to do um, your research. And I believe... Um, I'm pretty sure you can apply up to three places. I'm pretty sure I applied to three different universities um, for my year abroad. So you don't have to kind of stick to just one choice. And then if you don't get it, you Mm -hmm. can't go. You've got a bit of flexibility there. Perfect. It sounds like the university does provide quite a lot of support in that process as well. Oh, that's good. And probably reassuring for our listeners who maybe have never experienced any sort of travel abroad before. Um, It sounds like 
you'll get plenty of support in sort of where you where you, your options and with your applications and things as well. That is great. Um, and is it a requirement that you are fluent? in a second language oh no definitely not no um if you are doing languages then um you're gonna if you're studying languages then the courses that you choose will have to be in that specific language so if you've chosen french as your degree then when you go abroad you are gonna have to study in french but for everybody else absolutely not english is fine um all of the all of the connections that we have most of those universities speak english they have english courses um so you don't need to feel under pressure that you've got to you know be fluent before you go yeah. abroad yeah yeah no of course so um yeah if, if you don't know a second language it's you can still, still yeah, can still go abroad, and yeah, it's definitely something I um, really missed out on. So um, I'm a little bit envious of all your fantastic experiences. And when you went on your your year abroad, what sort of impact did this make on your studies um, and potentially your future after university as well? I I'm very very grateful I did it because I used to think that I spoke very good Spanish. I learned very quickly I didn't. Um, but by the time the year was finished, my Spanish was miles better, and I met so many people that I'm still in contact with today. Mm. Um, that have definitely helped me out um, with everything that I'm trying to do in life, and it kind of just gave me a bit more um, understanding that traveling is definitely something that I want to do. Um, hopefully, take it in my professional career. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a really good experience that you just get to um, see other culture see how other people are living um outside of your own and spanish culture is very different from british culture which is very different from zimbabwean culture so it's yeah kind of rounded me out as a person i'd Mm. say and i think there's plenty of opportunity for sort of networking as you mentioned you're still in contact with some of those people yeah would would there have been sort of the potential for you to maybe go back to spain after you'd finished your degree and yeah i went um when did I go? I think graduation did. The week after I finished my exams, I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I called up my friend who lives there and her grandparents have a be- uh, flat on the beach. Um, so I was like, yeah, Elena, I'm coming to yours. And so like all of my friends from Spain, we just met up at her family's beach flat and we just chilled. Um, and then my friend is coming. When is he coming? He's coming in January with his boyfriend. They're going to see the ABBA tour. Uh, they're coming to London. And so now it's my turn to like take them out for a tour. And then it's just kind of a back and forth. So the people I'm still chatting with I've got somewhere to stay in Spain basically like if yeah. I want to go yeah it's great that's fantastic and what about the studies actually in Spain how was that compared to here um it was very I don't know, it was very intense but only because I think in my head I'd downplayed that I was still going to university yeah um so it was kind of and again I was doing it in Spanish which obviously is a whole mm. new level um but it was manageable it was definitely doable um and the University of Essex staff were still on board to support me even though I wasn't technically a student for a year yeah um they were still very very helpful and my lecturers were great um and I learned quite a lot I think um because there was a lot of flexibility I could study anything I wanted just as long as it was in Spanish so I think I did um, I did like constitutional law and I did like an ethics module and I was just like picking random stuff that sounded interesting so it was I learned yeah. a lot it was really good yeah I definitely enjoyed it and is the structure similar to here so that is the term is the terms the same length and... yeah terms the same length um, I did have to build my own timetable though because I was picking random modules mm. so it, they, it's unlike Essex where they send you your timetable at the beginning of the year I kind of had to figure out where all of my courses were and stuff like that but in terms of like um, the school year and then the holiday time Spain has a lot of holidays they have a lot of national holidays that yeah. In, but yeah so there was a little bit more relaxing time oh lovely thank you um 
so that our listeners are aware, um, what happens when it comes to sort of tuition fee support and maintenance fee support? Because obviously for your three years of a traditional undergraduate course, you can apply via Student Finance England and you can get that support for those three years. What happens then if you want to do a year abroad or perhaps a work placement year? What happens with, with that? Um, so you... Correct. I, I feel like it might have changed since I did it because I know when I went, you didn't have to pay any tuition fees to the University of Essex um, and you just had to pay a small fee at um, the, year, the school that you were going to, which student finance still supported you with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the system is currently. Um, do check the website and see what it says because I'm sure Essex Abroad have the information on there. Um, but student finance, you do still get a student finance loan um, and it is usually more. Um, again, when I went, it was more than what I was getting when I was in the UK because obviously they know you're abroad and you need a bit extra Mm -hmm. um, financial support. So you still apply in the same way that you do um, while you're doing your course and then the money will still come in the same installments. So it's a nice and simple process. Yeah. Um, So the only additional costs then, I guess, are whatever you you spend over there perhaps yeah. your travel um, and things like that what what sort of costs does that include um, so yeah so it would just be your rent your travel your food pretty much exactly what you do while you're here just in a yeah. different country um, and Spain I found was a lot cheaper than trying to survive um, in England because it was just um, I think they have um, like a student bus pass which also worked on the tram and then like it was just mm. it was very straightforward so you're essentially exactly the same thing that you do in England yeah. just in a different country I think generally the um, travel out in Europe is a lot cheaper than here yeah. anyway so that's quite good and yeah. when when you were out there as well actually um between your accommodation and your sort of lecture rooms and things yeah. how what distance was that? Did you have to use transport? <laughs> yeah. So um, don't do what Farry did. When I was looking for my accommodation, I just really wanted to live somewhere with a pool. Mm. Um, so that was like the one default thing, which meant that I found a place with a pool. It just happened to be very far from my university. Oh, no. But I didn't realise that until I got there. I was like, oh, OK, I'm a bit far. Um, but everybody else who used their common sense made sure they found accommodation close to where yeah. they were going. So don't do what I did. Um, but it's fine because there were direct buses to get me straight to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were because there was two campuses and the modules that I'd chosen again I got a bit too excited um, were on separate campuses uh-huh. um, so it was and the campuses are like a good 20-30 minutes apart so mm-hmm. it was like jumping from bus to bus to get to class but I was always on time um, but yeah no I definitely say make sure you do your research check where you're living and where your campus is and if there's more than yeah. one campus um, yeah do better than me <laughs> <laughs> so we've learned from this that we need to sort of plan out our timetables yeah. and, and don't need a pool because I think I used the pool like twice the whole time oh, I was there. <laughs> didn't yeah, really no, I know that the pool probably would have enticed me as well, so don't, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, okay, then. So costs associated with a year abroad will just be what you would be sort of paying if you're studying in the UK. Yeah. Perhaps you just need to consider, obviously, flights. Um, yeah, and maybe consider how often... Did you travel back home at all? Um, I did. I came back, I think, for Easter. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure if they still do it now, but Ryanair at the time have... Um, they had, like, a travel abroad bursary um, oh. where they gave, I think it was eight flights or six flights. Um, I think you just had to register your student card. Um, and it was, like, discounted flights. I think it was, like, 20 30% off, mm-hmm. uh, plus free check-in luggage so that was what me and my friends used most of the time when we wanted to travel um which obviously yeah really did help with the discounts and flights and flights aren't too expensive to spain mm. so you spent christmas in spain um no i spent christmas in zimbabwe oh wow yeah no my dad was like we're going home i'm like sure so yeah christmas and new year we're in zimbabwe okay yeah. so wow okay that's fantastic <laughs> lots of places all in one year okay um and 
budgeting then this would be quite good just in general for student budgeting tips regardless of whether you do a year abroad or not but how did you manage that um I think so whenever I got the my student loan payment come through and I do this all the time anyway the first thing I did was obviously pay my rent uh, make sure I had all my bills money aside and all of the essential important things put to the side um and then you kind of gauge how much you're going to spend within maybe like the first month um so once you figure out how much you spend on groceries how much you need for transport and that kind of thing that's how you can then plan out for the rest of the month because i think um it be, it's a lot harder if you try to budget before you know how much life is going to cost you yeah um so once you've kind of had the bit of experience that okay cool groceries i'm going to need like 30 euros 20 euros mm-hmm. i'm going to need this much for travel um and the travel card was really good because i think you paid for that um per semester so it was great like once it's paid i don't have to worry about it anymore um, so I think if you can bulk payments always great for me because I just like knowing that I've paid for it and I don't have to think mm-hmm. about it anymore um, and then you can kind of figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your finances once you've got it there on the side lovely and did you have like a international card or how did you pay for yes. things out there um, yeah so I opened up a Spanish bank account um, which I mean this was pre-Brexit so it was quite a straightforward mm-hmm. process just walked mm-hmm. in um, and I think they opened up an international person bank account um, and I just used that for the year as it was coming in so money my student finance went into my UK account and then I would just withdraw that and then put it yeah. in my Spanish account. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm sure that obviously post-Brexit and things, um, the university will be very supportive in yeah, helping helping with those sorts of things and also visas as well, mm-hmm. if that's something that you'll have to do as part of um, your checks and things if you are going to do a year abroad. Perfect. Thank you, Farry. Um, right. Well, what did, you, what did you take with you then? Like, obviously you've got a suitcase, you're going away for... A year, an academic year. How do you take your belongings with you? Um, how do you know? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I packed. Um, I think. What did I take with me? I don't actually remember. I took a bunch of because um, we have. Um, I had some stuff already in Spain that was already waiting for me. Um, but I think obviously a lot of stuff you can buy um, when you get abroad. Um, mm. I think. Uh, some people sometimes make the mistake where they think I have to take absolutely everything that I ever own. But I mean, yeah, most stuff you can buy there. So like bedding, bed sheets, kitchen utensils and stuff. You can buy them quite decently for a good price. Um, I think just maybe focus on taking the things that you absolutely need. So if it's like, um, I don't know, like my inhaler was essential. I need to take that yeah. away. <laughs> that needs to come with me. Um, I took my uh, teddy bear because I love my teddy bear. Um, he's technically a wolf. His name's Knots. Um, but yeah, he had to come with me. Um, and just like kind of the essentials that I knew I definitely couldn't get over there um, but most stuff just once I got there because you kind of figure out what it is that you need as well because mm. um, I think had it been up to me I would have taken my electric blanket because uh, <laughs> I get cold easily uh, you get to spe- you don't really need an electric blanket in Spain no, like, even, yeah yeah I didn't really so I didn't take it with me luckily um, so I think yeah I think a lot of things once you're there you'll be able to gauge what you mm-hmm. need to buy what you might not need to get um, so don't worry too much about carrying absolutely everything that you own no and obviously things. consider what the climate's going to be like as yeah, well definitely. because in Spain a little bit hotter but I know in yeah. the winter in it the can winter, be it's very cold because yeah. their homes aren't designed for winter and the way that ours aren't really designed for summer mm. so when it gets cold it gets very cold yeah so definitely do your research because that might not be something you're aware of of, yeah. of it being cold in Spain in, in the winter so um, depending on where you go just check that out and just um, pack your essentials basically because yeah. then you can get everything else out there what about the university in Spain then did they, did they provide support were there things that you could purchase from them or was it how did it work with that um, I mean I didn't 
go to them to purchase things. I just kind of went because the supermarket was quite near to my house. Mm. So I didn't really need to worry about that too much. Um, but there were a lot of things uh, going on at the university and they had like er- Erasmus mixers when they were like trying to get everyone to meet each other. And I know mm-hmm. they had um, a couple of like camping trips and stuff that they did with the Erasmus team. I didn't get to make those because um, they were when I was either in England or in yeah. Zimbabwe. Um, but yeah, so they had quite a lot of events for students to just meet each other. Um, and then I joined the university choir, which is where most of my friends came from. Oh, yeah, it lovely. Was such a beautiful community. Like we're all long term friends. I only just left the group chat like a couple of weeks ago. Oh no. <laughs> and I left Spain like like what, twenty yeah. like yeah, I stayed in that group oh, chat that's for a so while. Nice. Um sorry, the people in the choir, in were the they choir, from yeah. Did they go to the, the university? Yeah. They were from Spain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the university is... I went to Murcia, which is like South Spain. So mm. it was the University of Murcia Choir. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much all of them were students. There were a couple of us who were um, on our year abroad as well, but it was majority like students from the university. Um, so that's where the friend with the beach house and the friend yeah. seeing ABBA, that's where I knew all of them from. Wow. Yeah, that sounds absolutely incredible. And taking part in extra societies and things as well yeah. helped you to integrate in there. So I was just wondering, did you get homesick at all? No, <laughs> but that's just because um, I was having fun. Yeah, and yeah, I was really having a great time. And I, was, I like my dad calls me all the time. My brothers would not leave me alone, so it was hard to miss them when they kept getting on my phone. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was. Um, and because obviously I'd seen them over Christmas, and then I saw them at Easter, so it wasn't yeah. like we were completely isolated. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I was having fun. <laughs> Oh, amazing! And do you have any tips for any anyone that may feel homesick if they if they were to embark on on an experience like this? Yeah, no, I think it's um, it's very because I know it's definitely something that does happen, um, and I think it's very important to keep in contact with the people back home um, even if it's like having to set up a schedule because I mean it's not a huge time difference from Spain but if you're going somewhere really far away where you might need to be like okay let be by your phone at 2am I know it's 2am but I need mm-hmm. to be awake um, and then also just have a community of friends whilst you're there abroad because um, they always make you feel better if I was having like a down day or something my friends just like oh, yeah we're going out and it was just like a really good mood lifter Yeah. Um, and I think also just remembering um, you know it's if, if you feel like you really really do need to come home then you can come home mm-hmm. um, there's always an option for you to you know come back to your family um, and it's a year like a year it might sound like a super long time but mm. it's not as long as it sounds and then yeah. before you know it it's over and you're back in the UK and yeah. you're going to want to well, go a, back it's an academic year as well yeah, isn't it exactly. so it's actually less than like that like a few months yeah, yeah. really yeah, thank you for those tips. Um, I just thought I'd backtrack because you mentioned Erasmus, and I just thought it'd be great yes. for you to explain what that what that word is, what it means. Yes, so the Erasmus scheme, which I don't believe uh, the UK currently is in anymore due to Brexit, but um, back in my day, mm-hmm. um, it was just essentially um, an arrangement across Europe um, where if you do a year abroad, you'd kind of fall under. If you go on the Erasmus scheme, um, there's certain. Um, benefits that would come with that um, and there was a lot of um, connected universities across Europe which would then you know make arrangements for their students to either do an exchange or you just come here and study for a year um, so that was essentially what most year abroads in the Europe European area would fall under the Erasmus scheme. Thank you. Do you plan to go back? 
Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, de- as soon as I can, I definitely will. Because um, we still got the house that we um, bought when we moved to Spain when I was a kid. Um, and my dad really, really, really wants to move back. Um, mm. So it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, once we get the opportunity, once things are starting making sense, um, I think I'm going to go back for, in April, actually. I might just pop in and say, hi, guys. Like, yeah. I'm well, it's fantastic that you've, you've made those connections over there. Yeah. And like you said, um, you've got, um, you, you, you pop back just after your graduation I imagine that was a really fantastic sort of celebratory time Um, so that's amazing that you've still got that those connections and friends over there it's it's really lovely Um, what was it like coming back then so you spent your year in Spain and you came back for your your final year of your undergraduate what was that like um, it was good. I think um, I, my year, it was very, I want to say full, as in like I felt like I'd reached a satisfying conclusion to it. It's like, yeah, it's been a good year. Now I can go back. Um, I'd say probably the only downside kind of to having done a year abroad is a lot of my friends hadn't, as in my university friends here in Essex. So by the time I came back to my final year, they had graduated the year before. Um, so I still had like a few friends who did languages with me who'd also done a year abroad. But because I did a joint degree, so my international friends they graduated the year before so it was Mm -hmm. kind of like my friendship circle had diminished quite greatly um, and everyone else had kind of you know was going off and doing post-graduation life Um, so that was kind of a downside but I mean it was okay like I still had my friends um, and finally it kept me busy enough for me to not miss having a social life because I had things to do Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah no other than that yeah it was it was a fine it was fine experience Mm. yeah was there anything as part of your year abroad that made an impact on your final year studies um, yeah, so I ended up, um, I think it was just the research that I'd done. So because I'd done, I did like a conflict management module um, whilst I was in Spain, um, it really helped me with my dissertation. Um, so my dissertation was, I mean, not to bore you with the title. Um, I won't be bored. Go for trying it. Trying to remember it word for word. To what extent um, da, has nationalism affected revolutions within the... Zimbabwe community something along those lines (laughs) it has a more official title but I'm forgetting it now Mm. Um, but yeah so the modules that I'd done in Spain they definitely really helped me in terms of um, the questions to ask I was quoting a lot of the authors that I had to I had to read um, The Prince uh, by Machiavelli which I'd heard about for years but I was never going to read that book until Mm -hmm. it was a compulsory module in my Spanish because we were having like an exam on it and I was like okay fine (laughs) Um, and so because I'd read it I could now actually quote it yeah "Yeah, I have actually read The Prince Um, so yeah no just like things that I had learned it definitely did help me out with my disso. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Farry. All of that has been sort of, well, very interesting for me to, to listen to and and, I, and hopefully for our listeners as well. Um, what advice would you give to students that are considering a year abroad? Um, I, If you can do it, I definitely would highly recommend that you do do it. Um, I wouldn't let... Um, don't let your own fear but also don't let other people's fears hold you back because I think that was a thing for me Um, to be fair when I was going to China a lot of people kind of trying to scare me out of it and like Mm -hmm. telling me how scary it could be but it's honestly not as scary as it might sound to you I think it's if you have the opportunity definitely seize it you're going to learn so much about yourself about the world um, you develop as a person and like, you learn things that you might like that you don't like that you might not have picked up while you're here in the UK um, and it's I, it's always it's always nice to take a break um, and to just try something new so yeah if you can definitely definitely go on one yeah university is a great opportunity for to to take on these 100%. so um yeah why not if it's there and also if you you're still not sure and you enroll on a three-year undergraduate course um i think there is a 
option for you to yeah. pick it up at another point. Yeah, you would still be able to um, just add it onto you because I think most there's very few courses at the University of Essex that doesn't offer the option for a year mm. abroad. Most of them do. Um, so yeah, once you get here, then you just be able to let your department know I want to go abroad and they should be able to sort something out for you. Fantastic. And you just mentioned China and I just wanted to know a little bit more about that and um, was that that experience was that brought on because of your experience in Spain or I know that obviously you've you've been to a lot of um, other countries before anyway so you probably had a little bit more confidence to go somewhere else but I'd just love to know a bit more about that. Um, yeah, so China, I've always wanted to learn Mandarin. Um, so I was studying Mandarin as part of my course. But one thing Spain did teach me is if you want to learn a language, you've kind of got to be in the country and it helps mm-hmm. tremendously. So I kind of figured, yeah, if I want to master Mandarin, then let me go. Um, so I went with the British Council um, as an English teacher. English is a foreign language teacher. Um, and originally my plan was to do it for two years. But unfortunately, because of the pandemic, um, only ended up being six months. Uh, but it was still a really good six months um, I was teaching at a high school in Suzhou which is about 20 minutes outside of Shanghai um, so yeah no it was it was it was a really good year I got to plan my own lessons my students were so much fun I really miss my students like I say Aww. this a lot and um, they were great kids um, so yeah it was literally just a year of teaching English um, and again there was a lot of financial support in that one so if anyone does consider doing it, um, it it's not as scary as it sounds it really was fun um, and it's another thing you also have the option to just do a semester if you didn't want to do the full year long program but yeah, yeah. I, originally I would have liked to do two years and you said earlier that um, you hope that these experiences will help with your sort of future ambitions mm-hmm. what are they if you don't mind sharing yes so um, ideally I would like to go into the public public service sector um, as a diplomat um, would be great or something working in foreign relations foreign affairs um, ideally working kind of you know with Chinese speaking countries um, or Spanish-speaking countries. Um, so that's kind of, it's a very shady goal at the minute because, you know, um, I've had to redesign my career path. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something in the foreign relations. Wow, very inspiring. And today has been sort of, especially for me, I didn't get, get to go on a year abroad. And if I could go back in time, I would definitely seize the opportunity now. So thank you so much, Farry. I want to finish off with um, your favourite moment of your year abroad in Spain. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, with the university choir, we did, um, they do every year like a kind of retreat where we just go to like the mountains for a weekend. Um, and that was a really, really fun weekend. Like, yeah. We were just in a cabin and there was like, what, how many of us? Like 30, 40 of us just like mm-hmm. chilling um, food. I think it was like, the weekend of the Eurovision finals so we were like watching and obviously like they're all Spanish and like I'm British and some of my friends were French and so we got very very competitive yeah. and that was also the year of the World Cup so I'm going to tie it in with um, watching the World Cup finals wow, with yeah, my French is... friends because obviously France won um, and it was just really fun watching it with them because they got really excited amazing atmosphere I imagine yeah it was great loved it it was brilliant wow and that's not something you would have yeah, no. But here, but so. I don't really have many French friends in England. I don't do I have any? I don't think I have. <laughs> but I have French friends in Spain. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Farry. That has been absolutely incredible hearing about your year abroad and I hope that our listeners now understand a little bit more about what it involves, how to get involved with a year abroad as well. But there are so many options out there, so do check out when you're doing your university research, see what's available, speak to your departments and also just take on any opportunity that you can because from Farah's experience, it sounds like it's the most amazing thing that you can do. So thank you so much for, for joining us, Farry. Thank you for having me. It was great. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to listen to more, our previous episodes are available on the playlist and you can keep an eye out for new releases by making sure you're a registered listener. Please email us on outreach@essex.ac.uk to find out more. We've recently launched a variety of fantastic online courses for students to support their transition, independence and a variety of skills at such an important time in their lives. Made up of short videos, interactive activities and resources, the modules aim to provide students with the confidence to succeed. Our courses include the Further Studies Preparation Programme for students in years 10 to 11, University Preparation Programme for students in year 12 to 13 and Essex Preparation Programme for those about to embark on their journey here at Essex. Head to essex.ac.uk slash schools hyphen and hyphen colleges to enrol today. Thanks again and don't forget to share the episode with your family, friends and colleagues. The University of Essex podcast. Research, experience and information.